0: That's a little collaboration. Oh, no. Wren oh, that's Wren Collective, Little Hillsong, Young and Free. Well, probably probably somebody cool. else was in there too, but there wasn't room on the album cover. <laughs> <laughs> Rise of Stein's Victor 91.5. Ray Haynes is in teaching on Pentecost, and this was the cliffhanger. What does God's language sound like? What is the voice of God? What does it sound like? Because it's been mentioned and talked about all over the place in many different ways, right? So and think about your own life now if you've been a christian for a while you hear the voice he warns us when we start to stray never you, you know start to do something stupid and you hear that voice of god inside going stop it it's usually, it's usually leanna telling you <laughs> i so, wouldn't do that if i were you <laughs> sometimes it's your wife that's often the sound of the voice of god yes Wee. yes uh whispers encourage us when we struggle That little reminder that he loves us. Uh, The little commands... uh, He literally commands our enemies to flee. He fights our battles for us, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He comforts us when we fail or we lose someone dear. That's that gentle voice. And even, obviously, from the song we sang not too long ago he sings over the deepest parts of us in the good and bad times because life is hard and he's familiar with our suffering you could you could honestly say the voice the the sound of the voice of god the very music you're hearing the sound of revival that's the voice of God. He He rejoices over us with singing. He gives voice to his voice. He He sets that anointing on people. Your preacher, when he preaches to you, oh, voice of God. Mm-hmm. Your worship to you, oh, oh, voice of God. Mm-hmm. So it's all, it's all over the place, obviously. So he does it with his presence, through words, and even groans we can't comprehend, the Bible says. He does it in symbolic ways. The blast of a shofar is one of the most interesting symbols of his presence since god speaks in diverse ways for different situations the shofar is one of the ways he uses to help us understand that he's going to speak to us differently some people they they're only you know they maybe you're one of those who just goes to church you hear the sermon you go on and you know god doesn't speak to you any other time that's it we're done now but god's probably trying to help you walk into the reality that he wants to talk to you all by yourself. (laughs) He wants to talk to you this, 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 and this. He's got a lot of voices, all right? So a little bit about the shofar. In ancient Israel, one long sustained blast was a common reassuring sound that meant the watchmen guarding the city were on duty and all was well, all right? So the sound of the shofar divided up the watches of the day and the night. So what God is saying there, he's always calling us to be prayerful watchmen on his walls. If we were more alert, we'd notice that from morning to night, the voice of God is wooing us to draw near to him so we can receive his strength and comfort. The problem we really have is we get so busy, we stop listening. I don't know if you're, you know, if you're separated by a room or so and you're busy doing your stuff and someone talks to you, have you ever said, oh, you know, you heard their voice. And if you really thought about it, you could probably figure out what they said, but you would say, "What? Because you had to stop even just to hear mm-hmm. what they were saying. Right. It's like you can't walk in and listen at the same time or do something and listen. Um, we're not looking at you. <laughs> you' both you were both looking at me. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so I just find that it's one of those ironic moments. Of God just trying to constantly teach us how to hear His voice, mm-hmm. so and maybe the, the the best way to say this is is not to anticipate what His voice sounds like because it could be changing. You could have been doing the same thing over and over and right. over, and suddenly God's going to come and say, "Not today, mm. <laughs> stop." Mm. I mean, you could be driving down the same road every single day, and suddenly God says, "Stop," and He's going to prevent you from being right. an accident. Mm. Something may hinder you along the mm. way. It's just so many things, and the problem we have is we debate the subject of the uh, the Pentecost and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and tongues and all the other things. There's so much debate about that because we just get uncomfortable trying to say, this is God, this isn't God, mm-hmm. and it's tough. Right. So one long blast means something. Three successive blasts signaled a very significant event. Ever have that in your, in, in, your, in your spirit? God just kind of awakens you? Mm-hmm. He alerts you? Well, three long blasts means good tidings, all right? Like uh, he rejoices over us with singing and dancing. And I love that God finds joy in celebrating us. Mm-hmm. That just blows my mind. Most of us will never hear the sound of applause on the earth. But if we draw near to God in those moments, we'll feel his deep affection. That's what he's going for. What well, so many of us are trying to get from likes on Facebook, not pointing any fingers, mm-hmm. available from the one who created sustains everything. Guess what? Tink! Mm-hmm. He likes you. Yep. He friends you. And he's not going to unfriend you. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Well, he's friended you. The third trumpet call was nine rapid bursts was the sound of alarm. Now, this was that moment when God's trying to get you to stop and sometimes you miss meant they were under attack and all the fighting men were needed to draw together immediately for battle boy we blow this one all the time don't we God does something And we look at somebody else as if they're attacking us, or you're telling me what to do? Mm -hmm. And God's trying to get us together, So because we're going to need people around us, and he's trying to get us to connect. Oftentimes, that's in a marriage. That's that's when when you have the big blow-up, and God's going, no, that that wasn't it. You guys were supposed to get together. You got to get together. You just bounce into each other. It's like the Flintstones, you know? So, like Israel, we all need to be alarmed so that we become aware of sin that separates us from God, we need to know an enemy has drawn near. And I honestly, in marriage, a lot of times that's the one. That's the one that'll tell you the truth. <laughs> You're being stupid right now. <laughs> I am not. And we need to hear his voice reminding us of our need for atonement. When your spirit feels shaken within you, you have to learn to respond to the sound of his alarm. We need to constantly pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So here's what the scripture said in in Genesis, Genesis 3. They heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. It's funny when you read it back. You heard the voice (laughs) of God and you you hid? (laughs) Really? So here's the neat thing. The word used in Genesis 3 for God's voice is the word Q-U-O-L. It's also used for the sound of thunder, water, rain, a multitude. You hear that in Revelation, wow. oh, yeah. the sound of many waters? Mm-hmm. Same word. When someone is calling out, shouting, or even singing, it's the same word. It's also used for the sound of a shofar blast, like the one on Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. with the thunder and lightning that made them afraid. So it's ironic that Adam and Eve, when they hear the voice of God, they responded the same way the Israelites did. Uh, th- what? 2,500 years later at Mount Sinai, they wanted to hide. They didn't want to get near him. The second phrase used in Genesis 3 in the cool in the Hebrew is R-U-W-A-C-H. We say ruach. Oh, yeah. While ruach is translated cool for this verse, it's used nearly 100 times for wind, several hundred times for the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you read a little deeper, we have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all coming to deal with the sin of Adam and Eve to bring them out of hiding. Oh. God's voice is carried on the wind of the Holy Spirit through the garden, beckoning Adam and Eve to come out of hiding. They find judgment, but they also find his deep love for them and mm. redemption. Remember, he's slain from the foundation of the world, so he's not coming to them to hit him with a two-by-four. He's coming to say, actually, I got you covered. And right. then he does that. He covers them. Mm. So... The voice of God, one of the neat ones, you can go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 for the fear of the voice of God that that was misheard or heard as so many other things. And the whole point of this is to uh, uh, kind of help you get this concept. Coming up, we're going to jump into what is or where is <laughs> the upper room? and Dallas. <laughs> the worship no, team easy. is correct. That it is right. Upper room music. <laughs> I, got, I got that one. I got All right. that one. All right. Where was the upper room two thousand years ago? And tablets of stone. Mm. Why do we end up sometimes where hearts are stony? Mm. Where does that come from? So we're gonna jump back there. next. This is good. This hour is explaining a lot of yeah. stuff. So I got some explaining to do. <laughs> you do. You, 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 you do. And, and if you if you want to hear this again and again and again and again. This will be posted at the blog. Yes. And the blog is called blog.victory.radio. That's it. Okay. Cornerstone Roofing.